0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا ابي القاسم المصطفى محمد اللهم صل الطاهرين اللهم بقيت الله في العرادين اجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من ارواني وانصاره first i would like to congratulate you and all the lovers of the prophet and ahlul bait alihissalam for the birth anniversary of the messenger of allah and Imam Sadiq Alayhi And I hope that throughout the year, but especially in this month, we would take our time to study more about the life and teachings of the Prophet and Imam Sadiq Alayhi and in this way refresh and strengthen our relation with them, inshallah. What I decided to share with you tonight is a key point in our journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired by the Example of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam You know The Best way The shortest The safest And maybe we can say even The only way But Some people say, you know, it's the best, but I think it can be actually the only way. Because any other way should go back to this way. To get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is through love. To love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the power of love that can transform you without any hesitation. If there is no love, force and pressure are needed. But if there is love, you volunteer. Actually, you look for opportunity to please your beloved. Sometimes we don't understand whether our love is genuine or not. Or sometimes even we think the love which is not genuine, we think it's love. Unfortunately we human beings many times don't have genuine love. We have selfish love. We think That if we want something or desire for something, if we want to possess or to own or to use or to consume, this is love. But this is not love. This is the maximum you can say, this is desire. For example, Someone has a farm and has cows, sheep, goats. So, for example, it says today we love to have a barbecued cow, like you know, Ibrahim alayhi salam ja hanith. So, he brought a barbecued calf. So we love to have barbecued cow. So let's go and slaughter, and cook it, and bring it, and eat it. Is this love? When you love something, you kill it, and you eat it? (laughs) This is not love. You can say we have desire for having such food. It's not love. What is real love? Real love is the one that takes your control and leads you to the direction that the beloved would be pleased. Not that you take the lead And try to bring the beloved to your service. If you really love something or someone, you consider the best interest of that beloved. For example, even parents, sometimes they love their children in a real way, Sometimes they just want their children. They want to own them, control them. For example, if I love my child, but I know that it's better for him that he goes, for example, to another city. For example, he wants to go to Jose for a study. He wants to go abroad. Or he wants to get married, or she wants to get married, and there is a good proposal or a good you know, case. Very good, very nice family, but they are going to be away from me. It's not that they are going to have problem. No, I am just going to miss them. If there is real love, what do you do? You prefer that that child... That son or daughter would have a better option and you suffer because you really love them. Like the people who sent their children, for example, to be with Imam salam, or to be, for example, in a good cause, maybe they became martyrs. If they love them in a mistaken way, they would just keep them with themselves and said, no, I don't want you to go. So real love is the one that makes you happily, voluntarily give your lead to the beloved. And you try to move to the direction that your beloved wants. And therefore, what happens is that the beloved would love you. You know, sometimes you see, we love something or someone, but the other person or the other object, if it was able to speak, would say, I don't want you. Go away from me. (laughs) Let me be on my own. This is not love. You want to own me. You want to use me. So the true lover wants to be loved by the beloved. This is why the Quran talks about this mutual relation. يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ this is the only way to make sure that your love is genuine. If it is just one side and the other party is not seeing any interest in your love and just finds this a troublesome relation and you know wants to be away from you, this is not a genuine love. So, it's very important for us to make sure that Allah loves us so that our love for him is genuine. Rasulullah loves us so that our love for him is genuine. Imam Hussein loves us so that our love for him is genuine, otherwise, if it is just one way it means it is not love because love real love cannot be one way. it's impossible that you love and then A kind, caring, understanding person would not love you. It's impossible. Actually, when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to Ahlul Bayt, the first initiative comes from them. They invite us for this relation of love. So it's impossible that you love them and they don't love you. Now, how can I make sure That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also loves me. For the people who are in good condition of fitrah, people who are equipped with the light of fitrah, they understand many things already whether they are muslims christians jews they know that there are certain things that god expects from his lovers you cannot you know harm people you cannot break relations in a society or community or family you cannot be selfish you cannot be unjust unkind and say I love God and God loves me. It's impossible. But first of all, not everyone is in the condition of fitra. Unfortunately, many times we go to right direction and little by little the light of fitra is reduced and sometimes is maybe totally disappearing. Secondly, life is very complicated. And especially when you are yourself part of the story, it becomes very difficult to remain fair and objective. You need clear guidelines. Even theoretical guidelines are not enough because people then interpret them in the way that suits them. What you need is true practical example. What you need is a role model. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only has given us fitrah, not only has given us intellect, not only has given us theoretical lessons, but he has provided us with role models. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa (laughs) sallam. Is the one that Allah is completely pleased with him being our role model in every aspect. لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة Even if it was said لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة was enough. Yeah. For example, Allah says زارب الله مَثَلًا لَلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فَرْعُونَ مَثَلًا أَوْ مَثَلًا عِمْرَانَ These are Masal, these are examples for believers. It doesn't say good example. It says example, because example here means good example. Yeah? But when it comes to the Prophet, he says, Uswatun Hasanatun, Although if it was Uswa was enough. Is your role model, it means good role model. But for emphasis, he says, Hassan. Also, there is a difference between masal and Oswa. There's a difference between example and role model. Example can be example in few areas. For example, I am talking about the need for being hardworking. Then I give you an example. This man was very hardworking i give you example about chastity. We can say, okay, Lady Maryam was very careful. <laughs> so these are good examples. But Uswa is a role model that in every aspect you can follow. I'm not saying you couldn't follow them, but I'm saying this is emphasized on in the Quran that he is Oswa and he is Oswatun Hasanatun Hassan in Arabic and hasana is the female because Oswa is female term in Arabic. You know in Arabic we have uh, gender for the words. Even things which are maybe not uh, intelligent for even for object for example shams is female, Qamar is male. It's like French. So, the difference between Hassan and Khair or Jayed is that Hassan is something which has goodness and beauty together. Rasulullah is a good and beautiful role model for you. So, if you want to make sure that your love is genuine and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala therefore is going to love you, you have to please him, you have to give him in every aspect of your life what he desires and wills and wants from you. And the best way is to choose Rasulullah as your role model. Amir al mu'minin alayhi salam in Nahjul balagha in the Sermon 110, he talks about the Prophet sallallahu wa sallam. And in particular about this point of Prophet being your role model. He says, وَقْتَدُوا بِهُدَا نَبِيَّكُمْ Iqtida, like salat or jama'ah, we say, I do iqtida to the present imam. What does it mean, iqtida? means I follow him. I take him as my qudwa, as my role model, as my leader. In salat, you are supposed not to go faster than imam, not to fall behind imam. You follow imam in every aspect certain times you have to just listen certain times you have to repeat certain times you follow imam this is a good lesson for us on acting as one organized group many times we have said our salat but we haven't taken this lesson of being organized and having a good leadership and followership model anyway this is the meaning of iqtada وَقْتَدُوا نَبِيَّكُمْ al Mumani says follow the example the model of your prophet فَإِنَّهُ أَفْضَلُ الْهُدَى the guidance that you receive from the prophet is the best guidance why? because not only in theory it is the most comprehensive the most complete also it comes with a perfect example, model. You know, sometimes I buy a book which is a very good book. But I don't have the teacher. Rasulullah is a teacher. But also someone who has applied all this to his own life. bi <laughs> Estanna means to take as your way, as your sunnah. So take the sunnah of the Prophet as your way of life. This is the most guiding way of life. Then Imam Ali, in the same khutbah, says, "Ahabul Allah." This confirms my interpretation. Of the ayah. Ahabul ibad illallah al mutaassi bin nabiyahi wal muqtasi la The most lovable servants of Allah to Allah are those who follow the example and the model of the Prophet. So if you want to be The closest, the nearest person to Allah, if you want to be most loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, follow the Prophet. And this is exactly what we have in the ayah. So it is by following the Prophet in every aspect of our life that we can get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we can make sure that our love for Allah is real love is genuine love which would bring his love to us now if someone asks you you as a Muslim as a believer in the Prophet as his messenger can you summarize for me What you learned from your prophet. Quran says the prophet is your beautiful example and model. So what are the things you have learned from your prophet? It's very difficult to give a comprehensive list. Because in every aspect of the life of the prophet there is something beautiful in the lecture which I gave for the 28th of Safar I mentioned some of the characteristics of the Prophet based on hadith from Amir al about the way he used to spend his time at home the way he was coming out the way he was sitting the way he was talking even about his silence there is no end for this list but There is something that brings all these things together. And if we learn this lesson from the Prophet, it would suffice us. And if we don't take this lesson, other things would not be sufficient. (laughs) Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi alayhi wa sallam was abd. He was a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you summarize life of the Prophet and legacy of the Prophet and the teachings of the Prophet, everything in a small word, just three letters, he was abd. We may take it simple, make it easy, but this is not simple. This is the greatest achievement of any person. If that person has understood and lovingly implemented the requirements of being a servant, by creation, we are all servants of God. We are all ibadullah. But this is not enough. Good people, bad people, they are all ibadullah. But, abd is the one who has understood and implemented requirements of servitude. There are many ways to talk about this for example Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says ma khalaqtul janna wal ins illa liya'budun ma uridu minhum min I don't want them to give me sustenance I don't want them to yotamun. they don't want to I don't want them to feed me I don't want them to give me sustenance I have created them so that they worship me or serve me. Yes? Question. So, in the whole creation of jinn and ens, who is the one that has achieved the greatest portion of the purpose of creation? Who is the one that you can see has reached the aim of creation? The one who is apt. If you are apt, means you have become what you were supposed to become. Yeah? If we create something for a purpose and that thing is serving the purpose, so we are happy. But if that Is not serving the purpose, we are not happy. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was abd. So he reached the top rank of the ladder of the hierarchy and served the purpose of the creation. Or for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alam ahad. So what is the right path, the true path? Not to worship and serve shaitan, serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As long as you are serving Allah, you are in the path. But if you have become servant, if you have permanent condition of serving... Not that you serve few hours, not part-time, not when you choose. <laughs> if you are all the time servant. So, you are not just on the right path. You yourself become a path. <laughs> you yourself become a sign for other people. And this is why the Quran says, Man Allah <laughs> wa Rasul." If you obey Allah and the Messenger, مَعَ الَّذِينَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ Then you would be with the people that Allah has blessed them. And these anamta are the people that in the Quran we always say, اِهْدِنَا الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Ladina In other words, Rasulullah has reached the point that if we obey him we can be with alladhina an'amta alayh the quran says man yuta'i allaha wa rasul fa ulai ka ma'a alladhina an'ama allahu alayh min an-nabiyin wash-shuhada wa as was-salihin wa hasuna ulai rafiqa so this obidiyah of rasulullah is the main thing that if we learn we have learned the core and everything else will be in good place. If we don't get this, it means like someone who has big problems inside and is just putting some cosmetics. Even your salat is not helping you that much. Your fasting is not helping you that much. If obudiya is not there, I want to mention one point, because this discussion is very important and has many dimensions. Just one point. Why Rasulullah sallallahu <laughs> was given this honor This tawfiq of receiving Qur'an. Why Allah gave Qur'an and sent Qur'an down to the Prophet? There must be a reason. Allah never does anything arbitrarily. He never treats equals unequally and he never treats unequals equally this is the summary so there is a reason for everything what was in rasulullah that allah found him capable of receiving quran and what is quran quran is revelation but not an ordinary although revelation by itself is extraordinary But among these extraordinary events, which are revelations, Quran is the greatest revelation. As we have in the dua for the night of Mab'ath, night of 27th of Rajab, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahumma inni as'aluka, Bittajallil A'zam, Quran is the greatest manifestation of Allah Subhanahu The greatest manifestation of Allah is Quran. Why Allah gave this greatest manifestation to the Prophet? Because he had the greatest capacity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remember this point from me. If he doesn't give you anything, it's because you don't have capacity. This is the only reason why he doesn't give someone something good. Because he has unlimited treasures of goodness, and he wants to give. Thus, he's looking for capacity. You need to create... More and more capacity. And he will feel it. If. You have not been given. Knowledge. Hikmah. Light. Sweetness of Abadah. Whatever. It's because. You have not. Utilized your capacity. And second. You have not built. More capacity. So the f- initial capacity. Has not yet ut- been utilized. And nothing has been added, by utilizing your initial capacity, your capacity can grow. So, Rasulullah had the greatest capacity, to the extent that even Musa, with all the love and respect that we have for him, he didn't have that capacity. Otherwise he could be given Quran. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a manifestation to the mount next to Musa. What happened? When Musa asked. Allah to show him himself. Like Allah said, Look at the mount. If the mount remains intact, you can see me. But when Allah made the manifestation to that mount, the mount was exploded. And Musa fell down. Manifestation was done not to Musa, was done to the mount, and he was witnessing that he couldn't cope with. It. If, now imagine Quran is sent to a mount, becomes like powder. But how Rasulullah received Quran, And Musa couldn't cope with that manifestation. Because capacity is different. But why the capacity of Rasulullah was more? What is there in us that can build capacity, unlimited capacity for us? servitude, which comes with humility. Rasulullah was very, very humble. Therefore, he was able to be perfect servant. There is a beautiful hadith, I think if I am not mistaken, it's from Imam Jawad, but I'm not 100% sure. One of the imams. Imam says that I realized I have become imam because, you know, when the existing imam dies, of course, our imams are normally killed. They didn't die naturally. But anyway, when the existing imam passes away, there is no gap. There is no need for a ceremony or, you know, something to happen so that the next person becomes imam. Automatically, this task, this responsibility, this position is transmitted. It's impossible that it leaves previous imam without reaching the next one. There must be no gap. Imam, a.s., was not with his father. How did he realize that he has become Imam. There is hadith which says, I felt such a tazallul, such a great humility in me towards Allah that I had never had before. So to go higher in this ladder is by going higher in humility. Of course, imam even before that is very humble. But when he becomes imam, is another level. Rasulullah is the most humble person on the earth from beginning of humanity to the end. No one can be more humble than Rasulullah. Therefore, this humility creates capacity. We think, you know, t- titles give us capacity. We think, you know, position and money and, you know, power gives us capacity. No. What gives you capacity is to purify your heart from all these superficial things and be as humble as you can be. Just reflect the beauty of Allah, the light of Allah without thinking that you are doing anything. So, because he was... The most humble person, Allah chose his heart as a suitable container to send the Quran. Now, I read very quickly, just a few minutes, some verses of the Quran. And you would see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is highlighting on this aspect of Prophet receiving the Quran. Surat Baqarah, in the verse twenty-three, "Audo billahi min ash-shaytan rajim Wa in kuntum fi raiban mimma nazalna f'atu abdina. min nisla." If you are in doubt about what we have sent down to Abdena, our servant. He doesn't say, In of firayben memma nazalna ala nabiyana ala rasulna, No. Abdena. Maybe you say, yes, but still it can be just by chance. Of course, there is nothing by chance in the Quran, but maybe you are not fully convinced. Okay, listen to this one Surat Anfal, verse 4. What we send down to our servant. Can this also be by chance? Okay. If there is someone still in doubt, Let's go to the third ayah. Surat Kahf. The first ayah. Alhamdulillah anzala ala abdihil kitab. All praise is due to Allah who has sent the book to his servant. Number four. Surat Furqan. Habarakaladi Nazzal al Furqan ala Abdi Surat Hadith. Huwa aladi Yunazzal ala Abdihi ayatin Mubayyan. So, can anyone then doubt? So, because he is Abd, Allah sends down Quran to him. And because he is abd, he takes him to Miraj. Subhanallah Laylan Min al Masjid haram al masjid. Why angels are very respected and honored. Some people thought they are very respected because they are children of God. They thought God has chosen children. But Quran says what? In Surah Anbiya verse 20. They said God has chosen some children. Adopted some children. They thought angels are respected because they are children of God. But what does Quran say? They are respected. They are honored. They are mukram as Ibad, They are servants. In Surah Nisa, 172, it's beautiful because it brings Jesus next to the angels. <speaking in Hebrew> Jesus would not have any hesitation to be servant of God, nor those angels who are close to God. They have no hesitation to be servant of God. So, if I want to summarize, if we want to get closer to Allah, we should love him. One. But there are genuine loves and there are pseudo love. If you want to make sure it's genuine, you have to act in the way that you would be loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is by giving your lead to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To make sure that you please Allah and then Allah would love you. You do what you understand through your fitra and aql. But for all the details of the life, especially when your personal interest can get involved. And darken your vision. You need example. Rasulullah is the beautiful example and role model that Allah has given us. So we have to follow him. And kuntum now we want to follow him how we follow him the first level is we pray as he prayed see how big make how I make you know, salat you do like me go to hajj like him do everything like him but this is the first level there is something more fundamental that if you manage to follow him in that everything else comes Follow him in being a servant. Being abd. Abd is the one whose mentality is different. From people who do something to get reward. From some people who please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to get something from him. Abd is the one That says, I have no control over my money, over my knowledge, over my children, over anything. I belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I only do things after I'm sure that this is what he wants from me. Imam Sadiq salam in Hadith Inwan al-Basli says, If you want to achieve your goal... You must achieve it through abudiyah. Abd, for example, but it's not only money, everything. If you are a servant of someone, whenever you want to do something, whenever someone asks you, you know, can you do this, what do you think first? You don't think about what you like, you think what my master likes. What he expects me to do. This is the greatest quality of Rasulullah. That he was apt. So this is very beautiful. That in Tashahud we say. Ash'hadu anna Muhammadan abduhu. Allahumma sallahu wa rahimah. Wa Rasuluhu. This Ash'hadu anna Muhammadan abduhu is very important. Rasuluhu. Is what Allah gave him, but why Allah made him Rasul and give him greatest Rasala because he was Abd. And we cannot say we didn't know this, because every day you are saying "Ashhadu anna Muhammadan wa Rasulu." So if he was Abd and you follow him, you must also become Abd. So this is the best thing that we can achieve. It doesn't take that much, I think, training or, you know, you don't need courses to understand that you must be apt. Just from tonight, if, inshallah, we all decide to become apt. To listen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before we listen to our own desires. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us with greater understanding of the Prophet sallallahu and his legacy and his conduct and his beautiful example. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us more ma'rifah of himself and his awliya' We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to hasten the coming of Imam zaman ad Allah ta'ala farajahu sharif and to enable us to serve him before and after he comes. We ask Allah for shifa for all people who are ill. Especially we ask him to give us shifa from all the illnesses that we might have without even knowing. We ask Allah for rahmah and for all muminin and mu'minat, especially those who have rights upon us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable our Muslim ummah to unite and to put their energy in the most important thing, and that is to be true servants of Allah and be witnesses for humanity, as he says, (inaudible) كَذَلَكَ <inaudible> Rasul is witness for us. Let us also be witnesses, inshallah, for humanity in being kind, in being charitable, in being fair, in being just, in being well-educated, in being best in everything, inshallah. May Allah, inshallah, be with you. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen.